Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Blip Podcast, where we help agents build successful agencies. I'm your host, Josh Berg. Today is kind of an exciting, exciting day for me. I mean, today I'm doing something that I've never done before, and that is I'm doing this show solo, on my own, no co-host, no guest, nobody to um, go back and forth with. I, it's just me. So a um, little scared, not scared, a little anxious, um, just to be transparent with you guys. Um, I'm not somebody who's usually, uh, well, I guess I, I don't pride myself on being able to carry a conversation well. And so this is definitely something that's out of my comfort zone, but something I know that I've I should start doing, and I think when you step out of your comfort zone, you can um, get the most growth that you're that you're gonna get. So anyway, I'm excited. Thanks for joining me, and let's get into this. And so the the thing we're talking about today is SOS, shiny object syndrome. This is something that's come up over and over and over with all the guests that I've had on, um, and everyone knows about it. It's it's something that's becoming um, I don't know, more prevalent for business owners, um, just people in general. I think there's, I, I guess, let me, let me, um, I guess, clarify what I'm specifically talking about. So um, there are things that catch our eye, things that look appealing that um, we think, oh, I need to have that, or I, I need to, to, to go that way or buy that thing or change this process when in reality you might not need to. So specifically me, I've struggled with this quite a bit because one, I usually tend to have a short attention span. Um, two, I love technology and um, it's part of, part of my job. So um, it's, it's to know that we're using or, or make sure we're using the best technology and we, we have the best systems and the best processes um, and all that. And so part of my job is making sure of that. And when I do that, it's easy for me to get wrapped up in all these different systems and processes. Because I've struggled with it, I wanted to talk to you about it and uh, just kind of go over some of the, some things that I've learned over time on why we do it, how we can combat it, and things that we should be focusing on. So um, why, why do we do this? Well, I think, well, there's, there's a couple of reasons. Um, well, there's a bunch of reasons, you know, like we think buying this thing is going to help us close more sales. We think it's going to improve our automation processes, or it's going to give us a higher status with with people that we run with and maybe joining a group or getting closer to um, somebody who's got a higher status than you, which none of this is bad, but it's just, it, it might be pulling you away from the things you should be focusing on. Um, we think, you know, this object might give us better communication within our teams or, um, I mean, literally there's endless reasons, but, you know, there's three that I really wanted to kind of touch on. One, the first one, I think we uh, who own insurance agencies, we're business owners, and we typically have a similar type of personality. We want to do well. We want to succeed. 
And when we see something that is promising that it's going to help us achieve those things that we hold in high regard, we often tend to just gravitate towards it, which makes sense, and um, kind of get wrapped up in what it could do for us without, and, and I'll get to how we can, you know, make better decisions on that kind of stuff or, um, you know, not waste our time in places that we, that we shouldn't be. Um, but anyway, so, so I think in part, it's because of who we are, the type of person that we are. Um, and then two is uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. So this is a real thing. Um, and some people who are really good at marketing will make you feel this deep. So um, I, you know, I, I know a lot of uh, internet marketers and people who will hammer this. So you might see their ads or you know, uh, get communication from them constantly. They'll always sprinkle in this you know, offer of this ends this time. And if you don't buy it by then, you're gonna miss out. There's, this course is only open for this window of time. And if you don't get it, you can't get it in the future. There's all these people doing all these great things and, um, and you know, without this product or without this service, without you purchasing it, you're not going to be able to achieve the way they do. And, it, you know, it could be true to some de degree, but more than likely, you're probably doing okay and you might not need that service. So, um, Anyway, so there's that. And then the third one I would say would be just a, would be just distraction. So you may um, you know, be tired, you may be overworked, you may be bored in your job. And so you're looking for something to distract you with and going deep on details on on certain products or looking into you know, something you want to buy or a course or whatever could just be distracting you from things that you don't really want to do um, or things that, you know, you're not super excited about. So those three things, that's what I've kind of, um, you know, pinpointed in my, in my own, in myself. So like, it's kind of who I am. There's the FOMO piece, uh, the fear of missing out. And then just allowing myself or wanting myself to get distracted from things that maybe I should be doing. Um, so there's one specific software for me that has uh, kind of been a, been a large culprit and that's AppSumo. So it's this uh, company, this website that drops a new or they, they don't drop it, but they, they promote a new app uh, once a week, I think sometimes more and they'll bring, they'll, they'll have promotions for apps they've had in the past. And basically these apps are all, all over the place. Usually it's with some sort of communication or Facebook or, um, something along those lines, better way to communicate with your clients, whatnot. And so I've purchased a few of these, um, more than I care to admit. And, you know, some of them just sit there and they don't do anything. Because in the moment I get sold and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. This could totally help. Um, and I need to buy this and there's only so many uh, spots left or, you know, it's only open for a certain amount of time. And, and uh, you know, I think it's going to do all these great things and it doesn't. And so um, 
you know, I'll buy it in the moment and then I'll just sit there. Luckily they're not expensive, but, um, you know, just even looking into it, that time spent over and over again, um, it's just wasted. So, um, there's another piece to this and it's, it's kind of further on down the line from the getting distracted by, you know, shiny object or whatnot. And it made me think about this. And, and oftentimes people talk about the shiny object syndrome, but what they don't talk about is when we do have this shiny object syndrome and we uh, pull the trigger on something like say you buy a new software, but that software um, it, it just doesn't actually fill the thing you thought it was going to fill. It doesn't accomplish or, or help your team the way you thought it was going to. Um, but you kind of committed to it. You've, um, you know, you, you bought it, you've spent the time researching it. And, um, you know, maybe you told your team, you're, you know, this is what we're going to be using moving forward. And it's just not doing what you wanted it to do. So I think in the Amazon or in, um, wherever, I don't know, someplace where they have monkeys. One way that they'll trap monkeys is by putting up like a cage or something with bars or, or slits or whatnot. And they'll put a, like a shiny object in the middle of it. And a monkey will go um, get really curious about this thing and they'll reach their hand in and they'll grab this and they'll try to pull it out. But the bars are too close together to allow their hand and this object to come through. But the, but the monkey won't let go. And so it'll just sit there and like, hold on to this item that's keeping it trapped and won't pull its hand back out. And so while it's, you know, freaking out, it's like just sitting there, like pull, trying to get out, but it just has to let go of this thing. So the trapper can just go up and however they want, you know, to capture this animal, they'll capture it. But it's just because this monkey wouldn't let go of this shiny object. And so um, I think we do that too, where we, we will see the shiny object, we'll invest time and money, and then we won't let it go when it's not accomplishing the thing that we want to accomplish. I want to start now talking about um, what, what can you do to combat this? Like, how can you prevent yourself from falling into that shiny object trap? So um, there's seven questions that I've come up with that I think are good to ask yourself before actually making a decision on um, buying something or changing a process or changing the direction of your company um, that, that hopefully will be helpful. So I think the first one is, does this directly help me reach my goals? And this is kind of a big one. There's, there's a lot behind this because if you're not, I guess, first of all, if you're not setting goals for yourself in business and personally, you really need to. Um, I used to work, I, I, I was a, a financial planner for a short stint um, before I found my way to insurance. And uh, there was this guy that I worked with. His name was Alex. And Alex had this phrase he would say all the time, over and over and over and over and over and over again. And um, it was kind of got to be super annoying because he said it so much, but I'll never forget it. And it was, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And I know he, you know, somebody else said it first and he ripped it off, but you know, 
It's totally true. And you need to plan. You need to have goals set for your business, set for you personally, and not just goals I'm going to achieve today, but goals you're going to try to achieve for the week, for the month, for the year, for five years, for 10 years. And if you don't have those, you're just going to float down the stream of you know, the direction your business is headed instead of being able to actually look where you want to be, reverse engineer it, and, and look at the activities and the software and the things that are going to help you get there. It's going to help you make those decisions. So you need, need, need to be setting goals if you're not setting goals already. So that's the first question to ask yourself. Does this directly help me to reach my goals? And if it doesn't, move on. So the second one, the second question you should be asking yourself is, is this right for my business? So you're, you're okay, speaking to my insurance agents that um, listen to this show, every agency is different. Um, your agency might be more focused toward the older population. So you might have people who want to come in and pay their bill um, in person, right? Or you might be on the other end of the spectrum. You might have, you know, young 20-year-olds is your, your target market, and that, that might be who your whole agency is made up of. So um, you have to consider those sorts of things and also co consider your staff and who your staff is, how they interact with each other, what they like, what they dislike, all that kind of stuff. Take it all into consideration and ask yourself, is this product is this service is this direction is the way that um you know these leads are going to be generated is this right for my business and if it's not move on number three do i have the time resources energy and money to put into this to make it successful so i i have um I talk with a lot of people, a lot of insurance agents, and um, oftentimes I hear people will buy. So aut automation is this big uh, thing right now, right? This term automation. And so it's this big sexy beast that everyone wants to, to tame and wants to say, oh, I'm great at automation because it's just a cool hip thing right now. And automation is great. It's amazing. It can help you scale. It can take processes away from your staff that they don't need to be doing. It can help your referral partners. It can, can do a ton of stuff. But if you go spend, you know, thousands of dollars and, or, you know, whatever, get locked into some contract for, you know, two years, three years for all this money to, to do this automation. And it's going to cost you a ton of time, a ton of energy, a ton of effort, it might not be worth it for you. And that, I mean, there's so many things like this, right? But I'm just using automation as an example. But you really, really need to ask yourself, do I have the time, the resources, the energy, and the money to put into this to make it successful? And if you don't know um, what the investment is gonna be on your end, ask an end user, ask, ask, somebody who's been doing it for a long time or using this product, using this service. Number four, do I have too many open projects sitting on my desk that need to be finished before I begin something new? So 
again, this is something that I've struggled with where I have too many open-ended things sitting on my desk or in my email or in my to-do list that I haven't gotten around to. And I'll see something that I think is exciting and I'll get it and I'll add it to what I'm, what I'm trying to do. And all it does is add another thing that takes up my mind or my, my mental space. Something stays in the back of my mind and um, keeps me distracted from actually closing these open-ended things that I should actually be focusing on. So if you have too many projects sitting on your desk that need to be finished, don't add something new to it. Get rid of those things, take care of them, either cancel them, stop them, push them off you know, on your calendar for a specific day and time down the road when you know you're gonna get to it, or whatever. Whatever you're gonna do, don't add another thing to your pile that's probably getting too big. Number five. What do I have to stop doing in order to start doing this new thing? If you're like me and like most insurance agency owners, you, you're busy from before you get to the office, if you have an office, or before you actually you know, fire up your computer, whatever, whenever your day starts, you're probably busy before that, probably answering some emails, you know, responding to other things, having stuff that you're thinking about in your mind that you have to take care of for the day until after you're done with your day. It just continues on. So we own the business. So we got to, you know, be on top of all this stuff and it doesn't really end for us. So what is something that you're going to have to stop doing in order to start doing this new thing? And this is, you can't add another thing to your plate when you're already full. If, you're, if, you, if you have this plate of food and it's heaping up, you try to put something on top, it's just gonna fall off. You have too much on there, you gotta remove something before you can actually add a new thing. So seriously, think to yourself, what do I have to stop doing in order to do this new thing? Six, communicate with your team. So if you're not a one-person shop, if you have a team, reach out to them, ask them individually, hey, thinking about getting this new piece of software, or I'm thinking of changing this process. What do you think? Would this actually benefit you? Is this a pain point for you? Um, get their buy-in. It's going to do a couple different things. It's going to make them feel appreciated for one. Two, if and when you actually do pull the trigger on this item, you're going to have their buy-in. So it's not like, I guess, let me say one of the things that I've struggled with is making a decision and pushing that decision down to the team, as opposed to talking to the team, figuring out, is this actually going to be utilize? Is this something everybody wants? Is this something they even need? Am I just throwing something on their plate that they don't even want? It's not going to benefit them. You know, they have different jobs than I do. But me from the outside perspective, I, I might think this thing's going to really help them. When in reality, it might just be another annoying thing that gets nothing additional accomplished, but just gives them one more task to do. So talk to your team, get their buy-in, make sure it's something they actually want to use and will use. Seven, 
Give yourself a time frame before making a purchase or a direction decision for your business. So you see this really cool thing. You want to get it. You want, there's a course or there's a, a new process for something or you want to change the direction of your company in this certain way. Before you do, give yourself two weeks. Give yourself a month. Think about it. Sit on it. See if that need is still there when that time frame is up. If it is and you think it's still a good purchase decision, great. Go for it. If, it's, if, if, you, if you wouldn't have used it, if it, you know, it should, that, that time should give you further clarity on whether it's a good decision or not. So give yourself a time. Lastly, number eight, set both long and short-term goals with each piece of software or each new decision or process that you, um, that you implement or purchase. So when you, when you buy something new or, or you, you implement a new way of doing something or whatever it is, give, what does a victory look like for you in this change? Are you trying to shorten the time um, from task A to task C? And this is going to help you with that. Are you trying to change the customer experience? Are you hoping to reach out to a new market? Whatever it might be, when you get this new thing, set yourself a short-term goal and a long-term goal of what a victory is going to look like. So, so it's hard to set a time frame on these because each thing is going to look is going to be different and probably um, have a different um, time frame with it. But for instance, if I bought um, new automation software um, in order to help me communicate better with my clients on um, after the initial sale, after they're they're having a claim. Um, cross-selling, all that kind of stuff. I should say, okay, in one month, I want to have done X, Y, and Z. I want to have set up all these automated tasks and procedures, and I want my staff to be aware of what they look like, what, what's going out to the customers, and how it's going to benefit them, and, and how they're going to utilize it. Long-term goal might be something along the lines of in six months, I want to have seen um, higher customer satisfaction, a greater retention number, and um, more cross sales from my team. And that should be you know, a steady incline all the way to six months. And then reevaluate at that time and set more goals for that specific thing if you want, or maybe it's exactly where you need it to be for, for the near future and you just let it roll. And so the thing with, with setting the goals is it's not just something that you need to consider after a purchase or after a change. You need to consider it before. So set those goals up in advance if you're really, really considering purchasing something or changing a process or whatnot. Set those goals in advance. What it's going to help you do is evaluate the investment of you know time energy money that you and or your staff are going to need to make 
over the time period to actually reach those goals. Oftentimes what we do is we'll buy something or we'll change something and just think, oh, this needs to change or, oh, this could help. We just buy it. And then after we do it, now we have to start implementing this, this thing. And what we thought was a great thing at first, now it's something that becomes overwhelming and there's no way we're going to be able to hit our goals or whatever, because again, back to that thing, we just might have, we just might have too much on our plate. Okay. To reiterate the eight items, just so you can have a clear picture of how you can evaluate a shiny object as opposed to something that's actually going to benefit your team and your agency. One, does this directly help you reach your goals? Two, is this right for your business? Three, do you have the time, resources, energy, and money to put into it to make it successful? Or do you have too many open projects sitting on your desk that need to be finished before you begin something new? Five, what do you have to stop or cut before you can add this new thing? Six, communicate with your team. Seven, give yourself a time frame before making a purchase decision or a direction decision for your business. And eight, set both long and short-term goals with each new project. So hopefully you'll be able to use those questions to guide yourself to making good, solid decisions and not get sidetracked by investing your time and your money in shiny objects. You don't want to be that monkey who just reaches in and grabs it because it's attractive. And then also you don't want to be that monkey who can't let go of it. Thank you guys so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I value it. I wanted to go over this again because it's something that I easily struggle with and get sidetracked by shiny objects. And I thought that this might be helpful for you. This is the framework I'm now using to assess and judge any new purchases or any new changes in our agency. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, it'll be beneficial for you too. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, my name's Josh Berg, and this is the Blip Podcast. See you next week. Thank you.